the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, second hour, Pure Opelka. We have much to do today. We have many things we are trying to keep an eye on. Uh, The mainstream media is still obsessed trying to discuss, discover, and speculate on, on what's really going on in the Russia probe and how has it changed? It does seem to morph, doesn't it? So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll watch uh, all of that going on. We're also hoping to hear some good news out of Japan where we had the awful situation of one of our destroyers running into or being rammed by, actually they didn't run into them, they were hit by, collided with a Philippine cargo ship and and that has apparently four of our crewmen missing four u.s sailors or i'm sorry seven u.s sailors missing and three compartments on the ship taken on water and they are um they're working hard to actually find find those those crewmen and they are they're trying to um it's just awful how, how does it happen? That's what I want to know. I know it's 2.30 in the morning, but this this ship, this class of ship, is one of the most technologically advanced kinds of ship. The USS Fitzgerald, 500-foot-long destroyer. It's got all the technology. How do we not know there is a cargo ship bearing down on us? So uh, say a prayer for those for those seven missing crew members. A couple of others injured were airlifted off the ship as it was being towed back into port. The 7th Fleet is reporting the flooding is stabilized and sailors are assisting in damage control efforts, but we haven't heard any other additional updates uh, from uh, the 7th Fleet. They do say the Fitzgerald is back home and the rescue efforts continue for the missing shipmates. You can follow, you know, one of the better things about Twitter... Yeah, Twitter gets a lot of heat for all the of all the crap it stirs up and all the fights it sparks. And I honestly try to stay out of the fights on Twitter. I will occasionally point out to people how stupid they're being. Okay, more than occasionally, cut it out. But but Twitter is a great place if you can follow certain people and certain groups. 
you can get great updated information all the time. So you, you tend to follow the ones that obviously have interest in you. The 7th Fleet is one of those. So is the U.S. Pacific Fleet, which is the Navy's, Navy's largest fleet command. Also, the world's largest fleet command. So uh, if you want to know what the heck is going on, uh, good place. And, you know, we don't do recommendations on the show a lot in terms of who to follow. One of those you must follow is Michelle Malkin. She's been on the show uh, a few times, but she's also um, somebody that you can, you can get a really good balance on, on, the, um, on the news, a balance with just honesty, conservative values, and, and yes, dare I say it, faith. So uh, Michelle Malkin, I'll put those out. And sometimes when you guys are good, and I appreciate you guys really following and retweeting and tweeting at me, I, I have no problems in recommending some of the superstars among you. So uh, one of those I follow, and she gets a little rabid sometimes, uh, who follows me on this show and who will occasionally listen to the show and then check in, is um, Harriet Baldwin, cousin of... I believe cousin of Alec Baldwin. Uh, she's got a razor sharp wit, but she's also uh, <laughs> she's also on top of stories, sometimes ahead of the news. So uh, you can follow Harriet Baldwin at Harriet Baldwin on Twitter. Don't forget the phone lines are open triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. Today's a big day for seventeen ninety one. They're having a clear out sale. 60% off sale, good deal time at uh, 1791.com. If you're in Dallas, I think they open the shopping because they've been putting stuff out all over the place. I think they open the shopping uh, starting at noon central time. And uh, Robert, if you're in Dallas and can confirm that. Robert, as a matter of fact, Robert, pop your mic open here for a second. I got a question for you. I got, I got questions, Robert. All right, I will do my best to answer. The studio, correct, sir? Yes, sir. When you came in this morning, there was a rumor I heard yesterday that the clothing, the 1791 clothing merchandise was all being laid out like a store in the big hallway. Yes, this is true. Did you walk through and do a little, do a little window shopping ahead of it? I have done a little bit of perusing and uh, kind of made some mental notes in terms of what's there and what I like. Okay, and will you be allowed to shop? Yeah, in fact, I think uh, everybody here is encouraged to shop, actually. So you've got an inside track. Exactly, and, uh, you know, if everything is still there when I'm done here, game on. So if I were to give you um, a list of things, you might be able to... Well, we'll, you know, we'll talk during the break. I don't want to take valuable airtime here, but thank you for that. No problem, uh, my if, pleasure. If you see Tim running around early setting up uh you might ask him if he's got a minute to uh chat with us i'll try and reach out to him as well but if he's busy uh he might he might not be able to do it but i have some some questions i'd like to pick his brain on we'll and, keep an eye out for him okay thank you thank you sir all right so that's the deal if you want to find out about uh, 1791 or you know if you're in the dallas area and you've always wanted to kind of walk around and take a quick look at the blaze set up in the studios or 
if you want to see what Jeffy looks like, because who doesn't? I know you can watch him on the Blaze TV, but sometimes the camera adds 10 pounds. So if you want to see what the real Jeffy looks like, you should show up early because I'm sure there might be people standing in line. But you can see Jeffy arrive. Jeffy is like the most normal celebrity I know. He comes in the front door. He goes out the front door. He's not like uh, Glenn who has to go into a, a private back entrance. He actually goes in the front door. So you'll be able to see Jeffy today, uh, whether it's when he arrives or when he leaves. Because he, he leaves as, let's see, this show goes from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. And then it's followed by the Jeff Fisher program, uh, which goes from 9 a.m. Eastern to noon. And then uh, Lawrence Jones follows this show. So when Lawrence is on the air, Jeffy usually sprints out of the building and, um, and then goes and drives home or God knows where. But if you're there around the time of the sale, you could probably see Jeffy and, and shake his hand and tell him what a beautiful human being he is. And I would encourage you to do that. All right, enough of the plugs. Enough of the plugs. But I, do, I would like you to follow me on the Twitter. Uh, one of my favorite moments this week, and there were some, some great moments this week, the, the, people, <laughs> the people in New York have a unique sense of humor. The people in New York irritate me uh, many times, but this week, <laughs> the people in New York did something wonderful, and I'm not endorsing any kind of vandalism. I do not want to be the guy who's out there telling people that this is okay to do. It, as a matter of fact, it's illegal. It's illegal. Using, uh, using your powers or um, your, your pen to deface official signs and signage is illegal. Let me just say this. If you get caught doing it, you will pay the price. But um, a sign on the Sagticos Parkway in New York was vandalized Wednesday morning, early. The Sagticos is one of the main arteries coming in from Connecticut and Westchester, just north of New York. Uh, or I'm sorry, the Sagticos is one of the, uh, it's one of the Long Island Parkways. I was thinking of the Sawmill River Parkway. But the Sagticos is on the Long Island Expressway. One of, one of the biggest populations of people in the world is on Long Island. They come into the city. A lot of people drive on the Sagticos. And there's a, there's a road called Crooked Hill Road. Don't get ahead of me. There's a road called Crooked Hill Road on the Sagticos. Exit S1W. Somebody... Took, uh, took the time to measure the height of the letters and the spacing between the letters on Crooked Hill Road and realized that if you take the word Hillary, you can take Crooked Hill and turn it into Crooked Hillary with a couple of simple additions. Hill with an A, and then if you cover the D in road, it becomes Crooked Hillary. So the sign on on the Sagticos Park Parkway, courtesy of Debbie Werba, 
was changed. She She's the one who snapped the picture. She didn't change it. The sign was changed from Crooked Hill Road to Crooked Hillary. And, uh, of course, many people stopped and took pictures. The State Department of Transportation did not find this at all funny. As soon as we were notified about the graffiti, it was removed, said a spokesman for the Department of Transportation. Defacing public signs is illegal and, in this case, hilarious. And the interesting thing now is uh, there are apparently crooked hill roads or streets all over the country. Not that anybody would take a clue from the people who changed the crooked hill road sign into crooked Hillary and made it look almost perfect. I'll, you know, I'll tweet out a copy of the sign, but I'm sure the road crews in uh, Pennsylvania, Texas, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, the people that have a crooked hill road in all those states and all the signs that say crooked hill road are going to be on the lookout for people wanting to change crooked hill into crooked Hillary, especially now that Donald Trump has gone back to using <laughs> crooked hill array in his tweets. There's also one in Ontario, Canada. So you Canadians, you're on your own. But I'm just saying, I'm not encouraging any illegal behavior. I'm not endorsing or even suggesting that someone go out and do the exact same thing that the people in New York did. I don't want anyone looking at the Crooked Hill Road signs and realizing that all they need to do is put an A and a Y in strategic locations on that sign and it suddenly becomes Crooked Hillary. I don't want anybody in Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Florida, Alabama or Kentucky to do that. Because it's illegal. So don't you dare do that. Ever. Pennsylvania, Texas, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky. You might have Crooked Hill Road signs, so be on the lookout. Maybe somebody else would do it and you can send in a, a copy of the picture, right? I'm just saying. Michael Pelka on Pure Pelka. We'll be right back. Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to... Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, you knew that this was going to happen eventually, and uh, I anticipate it going to be happening more and more and more. And now we have a confirmation of it. Marriott International, you know, the big hotel chain, 
they they're into all kinds of property as well. But hotels are what we most know Marriott for. Uh, their St. Regis brand is looking to buy the rights to take over the downtown Toronto high-rise building, the uh, Trump International Tower, the Trump International Hotel and Tower. Uh, and, and this, I'm guessing this is going to happen in, in many cities around the world where the president has properties that he's owned. But they're doing it and immediately telling people, the first thing we're going to do is take off the name Trump. <laughs> so uh, pay attention to these stories. They're going to go on forever and ever and ever as long as Trump's in the White House. Uh, it, they say it, it could take four to six weeks to close the deal and rebrand the hotel. But just they're telling everybody the simplest thing to do would be to just take the word Trump off of it. According to reporting in, uh, in Canada, the Trump organization has previously said they would resist any efforts to cut short the company's long-term contracts. And uh, the Trump organization has not yet responded to requests for comment on this. But um, every time the Trump towers around the world will sell an apartment, even if Donald Trump didn't build it, they had a licensing agreement to shave off a little slice of the sale for the Trump organization. So whether or not they actually built the piece, it was something that uh, paid, paid the Trump organization. Interesting, right? So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. We'll let you know what the, the, latest, the latest is on this, the latest news. Now, yesterday on Pure Opelka, on the afternoon program, the midday show that starts at noon Eastern, it's, I know California, I know Oregon, I know Washington, it's breakfast time for you. But uh, those of you who were here yesterday heard me rant and rave about the, the warning that uh, socialism really is starting to get a toehold here in America. And I, I firmly believe that the, the success of the Bernie Sanders campaign that almost put Bernie Sanders in as the candidate for the Democrats, the massive number of votes that he got, the states that he won, are an indication that Bernie's thinking of fairness and government mandates that would say everybody has to make X amount of money, everybody has to have health care, everybody has to have this. Uh, they're starting to take hold, and we need to be aware. We need to get better candidates out there to fight this, people armed with the reasons why capitalism, free market thinking, will ultimately be better for more people. If you believe that a free market is better than a government-controlled fairness market, then you need to raise your voice. You need to talk about it. And I brought up the case of the, the leader of the Labour Party in, in London, a guy whose party experienced a huge surge in seats in Parliament recently. And after the fire at the Grinnell Towers, this guy has come out and publicly advocated for the government to take away from citizens who have empty homes. For example, you might own a property. He called it um, property banking. 
In other words, you have put money into an apartment, a condo, a townhouse, whatever, and you don't live there all the time. But you might, you might live there a couple months out of the year. You might visit there. You might use it as a, a bed and breakfast. Who knows what you use it for? In the free market, it shouldn't matter. It's yours as long as you pay for it. But he's advocating for the government to come in and take these and, and put the people displaced by the fire into those empty homes and empty apartments. And in his discussion of this, he also kind of made a broad stroke saying there are many empty homes that go unused because of this property banking. And we should, we should make sure that the homeless have a place to live as opposed to rich people having the ability to be property banking. It's creeping into our world and our society. I'll explain as one state considers a really radical idea. I want your thoughts on it too. Michael Pelka and Piero Pelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, whoever wrote to me and accused me of uh, encouraging people to vandalize street signs just because I explained how Crooked Hill Road, which is in like seven states all over the country, just because I explained how simply Crooked Hill Road could become Crooked Hillary uh, I'm not, I'm not encouraging that. That's illegal. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised if some merry pranksters got out there and tried to do what the people in New York did on the Sagticos Parkway. Not that I posted the sign on Twitter, on my Twitter account at StuntBrain to encourage people to do that. Not that I would do that, but you can see the sign. I thought it was kind of funny, but again, it's illegal. It is highly illegal. All right, before we went away, I expressed my concerns. My concerns. And if, if you want to weigh in on the topic, if you ever want to join the conversation, 888 That's the number. Uh, I'm concerned that creeping socialism is about to move from creeping stage to sprinting stage in our country. And, and I say that because the Sanders factor, the Bernie Sanders factor, Bernie Sanders had such a, an unexpected rise in the, in the campaign for the White House in, in 2016. I witnessed the power of Bernie Sanders at his rallies. I attended Trump rallies. I attended Hillary rallies. I attended. Uh, I didn't get to. I didn't get to any other GOP candidate rally events. There weren't too many in the Northeast region. 
But I saw Trump live. I saw Hillary live. I saw Bernie live. The Trump live events were as you as you expect. They were massive. They were energetic. They were um, entertaining. I'll tell you that. And uh, the the Hillary events were just boring. And some of them were very well attended. Some of the Hillary Clinton events had a bunch of people show up. But they sat on their hands. And as one of our astute observers yesterday noted, that's because that's how they scratched their brains. Uh, they sat on their hands for most of the time. It was like, yes, we're here because the queen of the Democratic Party has arrived and we must bow and scrape. But there was zero enthusiasm. So at the Trump events, you saw massive enthusiasm and you saw uh, people who were just excited about it and they actually shared their interest in, in government. Many of them said for the first time they hadn't been talking about politics ever before Donald Trump, which that's encouraging. And then I attended a Bernie Sanders rally. The biggest one I attended was the one in Washington Square Park in New York City which is very close to NYU. So it's kind of like fishing where the fish are, if you will. Bernie Sanders was there among people who obviously were just Bernie devotees. They were people who would have voted for Bernie at any time. If he were dead, they would have. If it was weekend at Bernie's, they would have voted for him. But I saw something in that group, that group of youngsters, and they had bands that played. They had, uh, they had music going. They were having a good time. I swear if there had been a Blaze radio random drug test the next day, I probably would have had some sort of uh, show up for a contact hike. There was so much pot there, I thought I was back in college. But what I did see was this blind devotion to Bernie Sanders. And it was a group that, unlike Hillary, which was probably a 60-plus group and, and predominantly female, and unlike Trump, which was a 40- to 60-plus group and a mixture of men and women, a very healthy mixture, I saw a younger audience and a very very uh, diverse audience, men, women. Now, color-wise, it was not as diverse as Hillary's, but it was more diverse than Donald Trump's. So when I see that, and I feel the energy in the group, and I feel how many of these people who were there for Bernie Sanders were not only um, excited about Bernie, but after the event, when this whole thing broke down, they stayed in the area because I walked around Washington Square Park for a good 30, 40 minutes after the event broke up. And they were partying in the streets. They were actually dancing. It was like a Grateful Dead concert in the area where people dance and just spin. And, and they, were, they were there. Yes, it reminded me of that zombie-like approach to life often seen at a Grateful Dead concert in that area where the... Marijuana was consumed and the music was playing and the people were just uh, dancing dead. They weren't the walking dead. They were the dancing dead, at the, oddly enough, at the Grateful Dead show. So when I see this and I hear about these people who are still 
behind Bernie, and we hear talk of Bernie possibly looking at 2020 and looking at a, another run. He certainly has the vitality, more vitality than Hillary Clinton, vitality than Hillary Clinton. I think he'll be healthier at 78 than she was at 68. I see socialism has, has a foothold in America. And it's because it's got a, a foothold among the youth. It's got, it's got all of these kids energized, and they're all behind Bernie. They're still feeling the burn, despite the fact the guy took a nearly $800,000 advance for his book. And uh, I'm sure he's keeping it for himself. Despite the fact that the guy now has his lake house, I think he's got three houses now. And despite the fact that he's, he's among that 1% who he often makes fun of, or often talks about the fairness is not out there. Well, now we are seeing more evidence of socialism taking hold in America. And it comes from one of, one of the most beautiful places in America, a place I have yet to visit, a place I would love to visit. But if I'm going to fly, let's face it, if I'm going to fly for 12 hours, I want to go somewhere where I hear a different language and spend different money and the people still hate us because I want to experience a different culture. In Hawaii, uh, they still spend the same money. They speak the same language. They do hate us. So it's only one out of three things that I would be achieving in my vacation goals. But Hawaii has become the very first state in America to officially start exploring the idea of providing all residents with a guaranteed basic income. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the fact that one state is saying the bill, which has passed both houses in the state legislature in a unanimous vote? Did you hear that? A unanimous vote declares that all Hawaiians deserve, quote, basic financial security. And it has placed the uh, requirement on state agencies to analyze what they are calling quote, universal basic income, close quote, and any additional policy options. Universal basic income. This is a little frightening to me. What's next? Universal basic housing? Universal basic employment? Universal basic education? Universal basic food? Will universal transportation be far behind? It is a slippery slope, my friends. It is a place that I don't want to go as a nation. Hawaii's got the highest cost of living in the country. And it also has a bunch of low-paying service industry jobs because a lot of those are in hotel, restaurant, food service, etc., and it's now starting to see some of those jobs go away. Why? Automation. You're having automated grocery store checkout lanes. You're having 3D printers, which will put some manufacturing segments out of business. You are seeing the advent on the horizon of self-driving 
autonomous taxis, delivery trucks. So the economy is changing. And this idea of, well, what do they call it in the socialist circles? UBI. We need to talk about the UBI, man. The universal basic income. California's looking at it. Hawaii's moving fast towards it. The UBI project has already started bubbling up in places like Oakland, which is doing an experiment giving 100 local families somewhere around $1,500 a month. One of the Facebook founders is, is behind something called the Economic Security Project. He started a $10 million fund that's going to promote universal basic income. What do you think about this? Obviously, labor leaders, social justice leaders, academic leaders. And Andy Stern, the former president of the Service Employees International Union, is behind it. So is Alicia Garcia, the Black Lives Matter co-founder. So is Robert Reich the former labor secretary under Bill Clinton. They are nervous about the loss of workforce for low-wage work that will be consumed by robots. And instead of saying, hey guys, why don't we teach people how to fix robots? Why don't we show people what's required to uh, maybe get ahead of the curve and learn a new skill? No, we're going to say, our jobs are going away we need the government to take care of us. This is really dangerous, in my opinion. This is where Hawaii's getting it totally wrong and California's paying attention. It's obviously going to be a, a while before UBI becomes a reality, but the bill is in the books. The Basic Income Economic Security Working Group is already getting traction so watch this space pay attention they're not about solving problems they're about creating dependence and that's where i take exception with what the left is doing here so while england starts saying hey we've got to we've got to confiscate property from from those disgusting rich people Hawaii is saying, we've got to take care of people. We have to provide universal basic income leads to universal socialism. Think about it. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Your Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. Send a quick prayer right now to Riley Opelka. He's in a tie-break battle in the third set of a critical match in uh, London. Right now, quick prayer. Go, Riley. Go, Riley. Thank you, God. Uh, let me check in with uh, William in Florida. I don't have a whole lot of time here, William. Welcome to the show. Is Good this morning, my sir. Cuban friend? How you doing? My Cuban friend, William. I'm sorry. 
Is this my Cuban friend? Yes, yes, it is. Well, welcome, sir. I have brief time here. What do you think about uh, Donald Trump's uh, news yesterday? Uh, well, I believe it's a little mixture of everything, to be honest, uh, because even though if he goes back uh, to the policies before Obama, uh, United States is going to keep doing, you know, small business here and there with Cuba, which is actually uh, uh, still bad for the people. Uh, I believe the only the only way we could uh, really tie uh, the Cuban government and put them in pressure is uh, by going back to the 80s, but back to the Reagan era and uh, the Kennedy's era, where they were really bad on them, you know, those years. Really tight sanctions is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, here here's the whole deal. Uh, I have a mixture of emotions on it because uh, tight tensions in the end, the big generals and military and the government, they, they don't feel it as, as the people feel it uh, yeah. because they, they, they just pass the struggle down, you know. Uh, yeah, they, it, it does trickle head, down. They, hey, hey, William, hang on one second. Hang on one second, sir. I've got, I've got less than a minute to go. I've got you and I've got uh, and Fred and PA, and I want to get to both of you guys. If you can hang on through the break or call right after the news, I want to talk to you about what you wanted to talk about as we were discussing uh, universal basic income and, uh, and youth working. And I know, uh, I know Fred's got something to say, and I'm sure William does too. Uh, we will get into that, and we will get into why I am looking so forward to Shark Week as it's coming up just around the corner, as Tracy Morgan taught us. Oh, okay. So here's some advice I wish I would've got when I was your age. Live every week like a shock week. Every week. We'll get into the reasons why after the break. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.